the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washall, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today as we take your questions at 888 Now, last fall, not quite a year ago now, I think it was November if I recall, uh, we did a fabulously attended free live stream on real estate. Interest rates had not yet climbed to where they are now, uh, but the uh, COVID rush, the uh, Fauci pandemic quarantine rush had eased and the real estate market was cooling off because interest rates had ticked up and people were freaking out, acting like the real estate market was going to crash and that prices were going to go down. I'll just wait till prices go down. And we were addressing that. We had this mm-hmm. big podcast. Um, you were, of course, here. You were yes. still in your first few months with us at that point. And uh, it was very successful. We had, uh, I think, a couple of hundred thousand folks watch that view or watch that live stream. I call it a podcast. Watch that live stream. And in it, we went through the details of the real estate situation and explained very carefully how dramatically the supply of housing is below the demand. And that anytime there is a demand for anything that is higher than the supply if you took economics in the seventh grade they taught you that that means the prices will go up mm-hmm. when demand exceeds supply prices will go up the more demand exceeds supply the more prices will go up mm-hmm. and as long as that is the perception in the market then its prices are going to go up that's what's going to happen and so we told you house prices are not going to tank As a matter of fact, they're probably going to go up in 2023, about 7%. Now, at that time, we had two types of house prices floating around. We had the people that had priced their house way high and unrealistically, hoping to catch a sucker. Because there were a bunch (laughs) of suckers out there buying property for anything and everything way above appraisal. Yes. Okay. That is not an actual price. That's a sucker. Yes. That's not a price. And so uh, now, but, and then there were people that had priced their homes at or around appraisal. Mm-hmm. We were not talking about sucker prices. We were talking about appraisal prices are not going to come down. We said, you can expect to see people calling prices going down, but really what it is, it's the asking price that's going down because people quit uh, fishing for suckers. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Right. And they get more realistic and you're going to expect to see instead of eight minutes uh, time on the market, you can expect 80 or 90 days time on the market, which has been typical for the last 50 years in the real estate market, that you mow the grass, you trim the bushes, you paint the kid's weird bedroom, and you m- vacuum and you steam clean, mm-hmm. and you clean out the garage, and you clean out the closets, and you put fresh light bulbs in, and you put your house on the market at a good price based on what your good, competent real estate agent tells you to put it on at, and mm-hmm. it will sell in 80 to 90 days. Mm-hmm. For the last 50 years, with rare exceptions. Keyword competent. Yeah. And then, yeah, keyword competent and keyword that you priced it properly. That's right. Okay. So we told you a year ago 
that you're not going to see house prices going to go down. We think they're going to go up around 7%. They went up 27% the year before, but that was based on the uh, Fauci uh, pandemic quarantine. So, um, you know, the people came out of their houses after that quarantine, like a Baptist after a casserole, and buying, <laughs> stuff, buying stuff left and right. And so they went crazy. And it jammed up supply demand on everything. We called it supply chain, supply yes, chain, supply I chain. Remember. And all it was was people were buying like nuts, man. Mm-hmm. And so now, now the Wall, Wall Street, Street Journal, Journal reporting today, home prices aren't falling anymore. After declining on a year-over-year basis for five consecutive months, which includes the prices with the suckers that I was talking yes. about, the longest run of declines in 11 years, U.S. house prices rose in July the surprisingly quick recovery, which really wasn't Who's a recovery. Surprised? I'm not surprised. Uh, suggests that the residential real estate downturn is turning out to be shorter and shallower than many housing <laughs> economists expected after mortgage rates soared last year. Scarcity is a big reason. Yeah. Supply shortage. Hello. Yeah. High interest rates have prompted homeowners to stay put rather than buy new homes and take on more expensive mortgages, resulting in an unusually low inventory of homes for sale. No, honey, there was already a lower inventory than there was demand. Now it's even worse Mm -hmm. because demand has even slowed because of interest rates. Mm -hmm. Prices are generously generally holding firm outside of a few trouble spots. The national median existing home price rose 1.9% 1.9% in July. It's almost 2% in one month. Sheesh. If you annualize that, that's 24. I don't think we're going to see that. Yeah. But um, even in a market where demand has been hammered by higher rates, the supply just isn't there, says the chief economist at KPMG. Short of a flood in supply, it's hard to see these prices coming down. Now, how would you get a flood in supply? Well, you'd have to see a building boom, Mm -hmm. and we are seeing quite the opposite. The number of spec homes being built, homes that don't already have a buyer, almost zero. Wow. Completely dried up. Builders quit doing them. And so there's not, it is the opposite of a flood of supply. There's a flood of shortage that's coming. So you're going to continue to see real estate prices climb. We told you that. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, we're doing another live stream. Where we will also give you some more truth. <laughs> and a year from now, we'll say, I told you so about that, too. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. This one's got Jade and me and Rachel. We're doing it tomorrow night. For those of you listening live, it is Tuesday, the 12th. That's when the event is. That's right. It is the student loans in America. How we got here and how we'll get out. Ooh, it's the get out part for me, Dave. Yeah, that's mean. We're not going to talk about and gripe about all the stuff. It doesn't. I mean, how we got here. You can argue about that. Sure. You can't argue about how to get out because mm-hmm. we've figured the. the, the it's uh, only one way to get out. The results are in. It's not Biden. <laughs> right. <laughs> Survey says <laughs> not <ding>. Biden. <laughs> Thank you, Richard Dawson or Steve Harvey. Right. Survey says. Family feud. Okay, here we go. But either way, we know that you are not getting out from the Biden administration. Even the Biden administration knows that. Yeah, they know that. And um, because Supreme Court convinced them of that. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting move. So now here we go. How are you going to get out? What are you going to do? Well, we're not going to we're not going to beat you up. We know you're confused. We know you're scared. Um, We know some of you are mad and I don't blame you. Yeah. But listen, uh, we're going to show you how to get out of student loan debt, how we got here and how to get out. It's a free live stream. 
from the Ramsey Solution Studios tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Central Time. Sign up for it at RamseySolutions.com slash student loans. You'll want to know this information. So a year from now, when we say, I told you so, you can say, I was there. Yes. When he said that, when she said that. That's right. When Rachel Cruz and Jade said that, I was there. And I did it. And then I did it. There we go. RamseySolutions.com slash student loans. Free live stream. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Jed Washaw Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Sam is in Daytona Beach. Hi, Sam. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jade. Thanks so much for taking my call today. I appreciate it. Sure. What's up? Okay, so I've got, um, it's a complicated situation, but I'm going to try and simplify it as easy, as best as possible for you guys, so I can just honor your time. So basically, I have, um, I'm completely debt-free. I've never had any debt. Um, very thankful to you for that. When I was 18 years old, I took FPU before I went to college. Wow. That's and actually great. graduated fully debt-free. Um, and so it was the best decision I ever made. So never known any debt. I have a fully funded emergency fund. But about a year ago, I was given um, a sum of money from a family member. Um, now the sum of money that it was, that I was given, it was kind of given with the pretext of the reason why they had this money was for a wedding or maybe to invest into, to give me, to give for like my first property that I would own. But since Mm -hmm. kind of none of those things have happened, they decided I'm just going to give it to you now. Um, and I want you to do something with it. So in regards to like investing or et cetera, et cetera. How much money is it? My problem is. So it was $20,000. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I guess my next issue was more, um, I kind of don't know what to do in the sense of, I don't know much in regards to investments. Um, and since it was kind of sprung on me, uh, uh, especially I think with the attachment of going, it was going to be for maybe a wedding or maybe a house deposit, but that kind of hasn't happened. So do you not own my, a home? I guess I'm, I'm a bit, Are you renting? I don't know. Yeah, You're renting. Um, mm-hmm. Are you opposed to saving this? Mu- I mean, you said that initially it was maybe for a wedding, maybe for a down payment. Why wouldn't you set it aside and add to it as a down payment? Well, I guess that's, I guess that's part of my question of just going, is that the best thing to do? Um, Cause I actually have no problem with it. I think what I've been struggling with is because from this family member, it was kind of given the, the, I'm giving you this money cause I want you to do something with it in regards to investing it rather than it just sitting in my bank account doing nothing. Well, it wouldn't be doing like nothing. Kind of I mean, you, you can put it in a mutual yeah. fund and add to that mutual fund and make that your down payment fund mm-hmm. uh, two years from now, three years from now. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just go to RamseySolutions.com. Just go to RamseySolutions.com. 
and click on Smart Vester, and you'll find a group of Smart Vester pros in the Daytona Beach area. You can choose from among them which one you would like to work with. Yeah. And you want someone with the heart of a teacher because it sounds like you're new to investing. Mm -hmm. And they'll sit down and teach you about investing only after you have learned Mm -hmm. and feel competent and comfortable. That's right. Do you invest? Yeah. And don't ever invest in something you don't understand. But if I woke up in your shoes and if I had given you that gift with that guideline i would be happy with you using some basic mutual funds to let Mm -hmm. that be parked in until and add some to it as you go along for a future down payment yeah plan on having it in there five years or so that's what i'd say so it has some time to go in the right direction yeah you should be able to do great with it Mm -hmm. that should be excellent easy jill is with us in phoenix uh if i push the right button jill's there hi jill's with us in phoenix hi jill how are you I'm well, thank you so much. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I'm calling. uh, I've listened to the show off and on for years, but I got really serious about six months ago. And um, I, so I'm going to admit at the outstart that I know I've messed up. (laughs) But um, I have about $100,000 of debt with my ex-husband. I'm currently married. Um, my current husband and I make good money. Um, because this debt felt so overwhelming, I kind of shoved it to the side. We paid off all of our other debts, um, and I started saving for a house. I went to basically, I skipped partial step two and went to step three. Mm-hmm. And we three. started saving. We paid. So all your, you, you and your current husband paid off all your other pre your debts Correct. from the other marriage except this debt. And what is this debt? How big is it? It's a hundred thousand dollars. And who's it owed to? And the IRS. Oh. Okay. And how did you end up a yeah. hundred thousand dollars in debt to the IRS? So, um, my former husband owned a company. Um, tax issues got complicated. Um, life was really overwhelming. He didn't want to deal with it. I didn't know how to deal with it, so we just didn't file seven years of taxes. Oof. Yikes. Yeah. So when we got divorced. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you have an income during that time? You personally? I did. I did. And you didn't file taxes on that income? Um, so. Did you file taxes on your income during the seven years? No. Nope. Okay. So his business was complicated. You didn't file on it. And how did the $100,000 come about? Who decided what that was? So when we were getting divorced, we actually hired a CPA, which is what we should have done in the first place. Mm -hmm. And they went through, filed all of our taxes and let us know, you know, what we owed as well as uh, initially interest and penalties. And of course, why in the world did you file filing jointly while you're going through a divorce? Why didn't you file separately? You would have only been responsible for the taxes on your income. The judge required it, unfortunately. I know. I don't believe you. I think your attorney well, mailed it in. Judges, that's not that's not logical. Well, the judge required you file your freaking taxes. I don't I don't argue that. But the, he didn't file. He didn't require you. You were as liable that you had to pay taxes on his business that he didn't file on. So because the the judge basically said, well, you benefited from the income while you were married, so you are both jointly and severally liable, and you have to file together. It was very, very frustrating. 
So the ex, I have a question about your ex-husband. Is he going to, mm-hmm. if you both said, all right, it's $100,000, I pay 50, you pay 50. Mm-hmm. Is he going to, is he going to do it? No, it's joint and several. She's liable for it all of it until it's all paid. Through the divorce, um, he is obligated to pay 60% and I'm obligated to pay 40. And mm-hmm. that's kind of part of the question is, <laughs> no, he's I not. try to pay the 40? No, he's 000? not. No, he's not. The divorce decree says that, well, but the, the IRS, IRS says you owe 100. Right. Correct. The IRS will not acknowledge that. Exactly. They don't have if to. If I pay the 100, and I can take him back to court and sue him for that portion. Yeah, good luck with that. Or, I know. <laughs> and honestly, I it wasn't until I called a Smart Investor Pro because I started saving for a house, and I had my emergency fund, I was saving for a house, and um, your smart investor pro was like, no, no, girl, you got to go back to step two. You mm-hmm. have to deal with this. Yes, you got to deal and with so, it. Right. So, how much money do you have laying around? So, I have $55,000. Okay. Um, part of that was money that I got from uh, my son passing away, and part of that is money we saved. Gosh. Okay. I, I got to tell you, there's a couple courses you can go through here. One course you can go through is you can pay the 100000 and hope you get his 40 back out of him, and I wouldn't give you much hope for that, and you move on with your life. That's a fairly easy course to take. That's the clean course. That's the easy one, okay? Here's the one I would do, though, and it's the hard one, okay? Um, I would hire another CPA, or rather a tax attorney, and I would go and uh, go back before the probate courts where where the divorce was done and challenge that judge's ruling and refile under the innocent spouse provision because i don't think you're liable for his taxes and you're innocent of his is the thing ask your ask your tax attorney about the innocent spouse provision this is where a spouse just signs off on everything and the other spouse is running the business and then and they just sign off on it they don't then they don't get half the thing they get out they get out Mm scot-free and you'd be liable for your income the taxes on your income during that seven years but not on the business's income. And I'm challenging that judge's ruling if I'm you. It's going to cost you ten grand to do this. I was going to say, how much would you spend to do that? Yeah, and it, but I would do it. This is The Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Busy week around here at Ramsey. Tomorrow night, Tuesday night, we have the student loan live stream. How we got here, how to get out. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, along with Rachel Cruz, will be my guests on that live stream. It's a free live stream. If you go to RamseySolutions.com slash student loans and sign up, 
It is Tuesday night, the 12th at 7 p.m. This weekend, if you're in the Chicagoland area, up north of Chicago at Willow Creek Church, we are using their wonderful venue for Friday evening and all day Saturday for a smart conference. Jade will be speaking there along with George Camel and uh, Rachel Cruz, Dr. John Deloney, Ken Coleman, and me. It is a day and a half of uh, fun, frivolity, and you will leave exhausted, tired, and smart. It's a smart <laughs> conference, and you can still sign up. There are still some tickets available, RamseySolutions.com. It's our biggest event of the year, slash events, RamseySolutions.com, slash events. And, Jade, I don't know if you knew this or not, but – um. Bob Borquez is uh, running the board today. Okay. He's uh, in here helping us run the board. I see you, Bob. And uh, Bob has been here 23 years. Oh, wow. As of today. And uh, he and uh, just a handful of other Ramsey team members have been here for a quarter of a century or so. (laughs) And Bob has been in. And here's what's weird about Bob. He's been in the radio area the entire time. That's weird. Well, have you ever heard his voice? Yeah, I know. He's got, he's got the pipes. And he's never done, I mean, we, we get voice work out of him just because yeah. he's here, but he has never been done professional voice work for us in the sense that uh, we pay yeah. him for his voice. We pay him for being Bob. That's what we Bob. pay him for. And uh, a lot of the 680 radio stations that carry the Dave Ramsey, I mean, the Ramsey show, the Dave Ramsey show in the old days mm-hmm. are there because Bob called them. And that was his job for a lot of years, calling radio stations to get us on. And a lot of the reason this network is the size it is is because of Mr. Bob Borquez. We salute you today, brother. Thank you, Bob. Very cool. Good stuff. Morgan is in Minneapolis. Hi, Morgan. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, So I have sort of a complicated situation. Um, My husband and I are in the middle of a construction project that should be wrapping up here, hopefully in the next few weeks. Um, But my question is, in the meantime, should we work the debt snowball or should we try to attack our credit card debt, which is at the end of our debt snowball, um, to improve our credit scores in the meantime, since we have to maintain good credit before we refinance Hmm. you have a construction loan yes you've not been pre-approved for your takeout loan no not yet why how in the world did you get the construction loan without a pre-approved takeout that's weird well so you don't have your permanent mortgage arranged um i mean not formally well that would be not yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm scared. Um, What's causing that? I don't know how they got their construction loan. Very few people will make a construction loan. I mean, what is your all's net worth? Morgan. Um, Morgan. I don't know the answer to that right offhand. Okay. You don't have any, but you don't have any money because you have a bunch of credit card debt. How much credit card debt do you have? Um, just about twenty thousand. And, and your, most of that relates to our project. Yeah, I bet. And what's your household income? So, um, just under a hundred thousand. Okay. And what is the, what do you owe on the construction loan? Um, slightly over three hundred. Goodness. Other debt? Any other debt? Yes. Um, we have um twenty. Let's see trying to think here about 30,000 in student loans. 
Okay. Are you current with everything right now? Yes, we are. Okay. This week, go to Churchill Mortgage and arrange for your mortgage right now. Okay. Because this house of cards may fall in. And if it does, you're going to lose this house. And I want you to get your, I want you to get your permanent mortgage in place before this crap falls apart. Okay. Because you have gotten yourself into deep debt. And uh, I'm I'm really afraid for you right now. You took on an awfully big mortgage, and you overran the budget on the project, and you did not have a backdoor plan with in place with your takeout mortgage. And so you're in a very tenuous situation. So the first thing you've got to do is immediately get a mortgage in place to take out, set up and approved to take out this construction loan. And then once it's approved, it won't be a problem as long as you do it in the next 30 days. You're going to be finished with a project, you said, in a couple of weeks, right? Yep. Okay, so you can get your UNO and get your appraisal done, and you guys can close, yep. you know, like by the end of the month or early next month and be done inside of yep. 30 days here. you got to get your mortgage yep. in place. Once that's done, then we just start working on this, the debt snowball with the student loan and the credit cards. Mm-hmm. But you're in a very tenuous place because if you stub your toe before you get approval on this permanent, and I'm worried about mm-hmm. you getting approval, you got a really big mortgage based on your income. Mm-hmm. But if you can get approval, you don't want to stub your toe. You don't want to miss, you know, these stinking student loans, are, they're due October 1st. Yeah. So you got to have something in place to pay that student loan payment October 1st. And you got to make sure all your credit cards are paid on time between now and then. So you guys need to lay out a detailed budget, not miss a stinking thing until you get this permanent in place. Once the permanent mortgage is in place, then we'll back up, breathe a little bit, and start attacking the mm-hmm. rest of these debts. But you've left yourself very, very vulnerable here. Because if one little thing goes sideways, you, you don't pay a credit card on time, yeah. uh, you're not going to get a – because you got a real tight permanent mortgage. So uh-huh. Your ratios are questionable as it is. Yeah. And that, uh, I, geez, you got a mess, girl. That is a mess. Yeah. You guys completely uh, jumped in the deep end and not swimming so good. So you got to really, really be careful with that. It's scary. So, Jade, the thing you should always do – Number one, you shouldn't be building a house if you got credit card debt. Number two, you should yes. stay within budget so you don't run up credit cards to make the budget mm-hmm. because you went over budget on your house because you didn't keep up with your dadgum numbers. I'm building a house right now. The builder just sent me the spreadsheet on what we've actually spent versus budget. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty simple formula. Yeah, Here's what we budgeted. Here's what we've spent. We're under budget. Mm-hmm. We're over budget. Yeah. And you can keep track of that every stinking week mm-hmm. with a builder if they've got their uh stuff together yeah. okay so and uh, then you don't go over budget, and you don't pick stuff that doesn't fit you know in the budget you know so no you can't have that carpet and no you can't have that tile and no that appliance isn't going in the kitchen you know you don't have yeah. the budget that's not what we're doing now in sharon's and i case if we decide to break the budget because we see something we want to do mm-hmm. we can do that but we're doing that amongst a bunch of information that gives us uh the ability to make that decision wisely what 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 causes them to not take out that uh, take over that construction loan earlier? You can't get a permanent mortgage on a house that doesn't have a UNO use and occupancy permit. If the house isn't completed, they won't make a, a traditional. Oh, mortgage so out. it's that they're over time and over they're over not just over no. budget they're over time as well. No, no, they have to finish. You you could get the you can get the takeout mortgage approved subject to completion mm-hmm. before you break ground. Before you even start yeah. the house, okay? And that's what should have happened. Mm-hmm. But since they didn't do that, 
uh, they can't get a mortgage in place and pay off the construction loan. The, the mortgage won't be funded to pay off the construction loan until completion. But you can get it all approved and lined up, mm-hmm. and then if something goes sideways, it doesn't matter, already mm-hmm. approved. Mm-hmm. Okay, they don't, they don't revisit and reapprove the mortgage six times right. during the build. They approve it one time, give you a letter, says you're approved. Mm-hmm. And at completion, we're going to fund the mortgage. That's simple. And uh, But you can get in a real pinch in a situation like this because that bank is going to want their money when the house is completed. Yeah. And you don't have a permanent you're in foreclosure instantly they're gonna want their money Shoot. and so you got to get a permanent or and you got to get it up for sale one of the two and uh boy that'd be sad that would be sad this is the ramsey show thank you for being with us america jade washaw is my co-host today andre is with us in philadelphia hey andre what's up Hey, sir, ma'am. Thank you for all you do. It's uh, good to be alive. I'm definitely doing better than I deserve. I hear um, you. What's up? <laughs> so uh, let me do a quick rundown. I'm 32. Um, I bring in about um, $4,000 um, home. Um, I have about 11000 in savings. And uh, Lord willing, November 25th, I'm going to get married. Yay! Uh, so my fiance. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. So my fiance has a situation. She um, she wasn't really thought about finances, and um, she bought a car last year that she thought she was getting a good deal from Enterprise. Basically, 2019 Sentra, 78,000 miles. Right now, she owns 21,000 with 21 um, interest rate. Uh, so my whole thing, I'm trying to get out of that as soon as I can. Um, and the other thing is I'm trying to, we're trying to rebuild her credit score. But first one is the car. Um, I'm not sure. I know I need to get just a cheap car just to get by. Uh, you don't do anything until after November. She That's might right. do something, but you don't do anything. You're not married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. She owes 21000 on the car. What's her income? Her income's about three and a half. Three and a half what? Thousand. $3,500 a month. Okay. So she yeah. makes $40,000 a year. Sell the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the thing is, the car, it's not worth that much money. The most we are getting for it, or she is, um, is uh, around 12000 So I have Shoot. to make the difference is 7000 How in the heck did she get so, so mm, far no, upside that's down? No, you got that bid from a dealer. Well, there's no way I can. we can sell the car private. Because you don't have the title for it. She owns the money to the... I know. Um, I know. The yes, yes, there is. Okay. But the... Uh, um, so she's upside down, but she's not upside down $7,000. Does she have any money at all? No. Okay. She's driving this car until you get married then. Okay. After you get married, you sell the car. Let's say the car brings 18 which is probably about what it's worth. Okay. If it brings eighteen, or I'm sorry, the you owe you owe twenty. Yeah, let's say you're two, let's say you're three thousand dollars upside mm-hmm. down. Okay, and I'm the buyer of the car. Now you can check on this in Pennsylvania, but this is the way it goes down in most states. Okay, I give you eighteen thousand dollars for the car. You owe twenty, and you don't have the title. You give me the car, the keys, and a bill of sale that says that you have sold me the car. 
And uh, then you add 2000 or 3000 of your money out of your savings with your new wife, now that you're married after November, um, with that. And then you pay the bank off, and they send you the title. And then you see, you give it to me. And I've bought cars that way. I've sold cars that way many times. It's a standard procedure with a private sale that has a loan on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old days, you would go down to the bank, and the bank actually physically had the title there at the bank. And the buyer and the seller would meet at the bank, and you would pay off the loan with the proceeds of the purchase, and uh, they'd hand the new guy, the buy, the buyer, the title. Mm-hmm. But these days, it takes you know four or five weeks for the stuff to get shipped around. But this gets you out of a twenty-one percent loan Ooh. in a twenty-one thousand dollar car mm-hmm. with a forty thousand dollar income, which is dumb. Mm-hmm. It's got to go. It's got to go. So I looked at, at the on the um, value of the car. It's not worth more than thirteen, fourteen thousand. According to who and which value did you look at? I looked at Cali Blue Book. I looked at Carvana. I looked at, at private, private sale. sale or at wholesale. Uh, private sale. So you got a dealer to offer you twelve thousand, and you're saying private sale showing up as thirteen. One of those numbers is not right, Andre. Uh, I guess I'll just have to look into uh, what's really going on there. And, uh, yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Because dealers don't just that dealers don't buy thirteen thousand dollar private sale cars for twelve. They buy them for nine. Okay. So one of these because dealer likes to make a spread. That's what they're de- mm-hmm. that's their business mm-hmm. they're in, and so they're going to offer you wholesale, and wholesale is going to be somewhere around twenty percent less than private sale, give or take. And so just look at that, and you're so some because they they, they got to make a margin. That's the business they're in. Yeah, so, something's weird you know, about that. Um, but either way, whatever you do, put the, some of your $11,000 to pay off the difference and sell this car. Hopefully, you can sell it for more than you think you can. I hope you can. So we don't use up as much of your savings. But you sell this car after you get back from your honeymoon. Mm-hmm. It's gone. 21%. There's no reason to keep this thing. She got screwed six ways from Sunday on this deal. Mm-hmm. She overpaid for the car, and they saw her coming. And they hit her with 21%. Wait a minute. There's one other possibility I just thought of. Once you look at something else, Andre, uh, if it's a 21% loan, this is a subprime loan, they may be giving you the account balance and not the payoff. 21000 might not be the actual payoff. That may be the total of the remaining payments, including all the interest. The actual balance, because when they do a ripoff subprime loan, they put it on the books as a total of payments, T-O-P. And, but that's not your payoff. Your payoff doesn't include interest up through the end of the loan. And that number includes interest through the end of the loan. Now, a traditional car loan that's, that's you know, not screwing you as bad mm-hmm. um, just puts it on the balance, puts the principal balance, and that's your payoff. That's account balance as principal balance. It's not the same with one of these screwed up uh, 21% loans. So it's very possible that the payoff is a lot less than you think it is. So call the the company that the, has it financed and get the actual payoff. If I send you a check today, so good. what yeah. is the payoff? And I think you're going to find that to be less, a lot less. That would make more sense on the values that you're giving me. That does make more sense. We've had a couple of calls like that recently where that's the case with these um, – Yep. subprime loans what's the uh what's the gain 
from the car dealership doing that just for you to feel like I'm never getting out of this. And you mean the, the finance company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They feel, you feel like you're stuck. Yeah. And so you, you keep just, it, they keep a 21% loan on the books because you're stuck. Yeah. You don't and realize that I can get out of this. Yeah, I'm, scr- I'm screwed for life. Ooh, I hate that. Kind of thing. And uh, it's a hope stealer. I hate hope stealers. Add them to the awful. list. Yeah. So that um, sounds what you just said. That sounds that sounds accurate. That makes more sense with the numbers he's looking up. Yes. So oh, I don't know though. Well, you have to dig into it and find out. But maybe you find out that the payoff instead of twenty one is sixteen, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably about the number. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the real private sale value is fourteen, and the dealer offer is you know 11 or 12 that, that starts sense. to make a little bit i'll go with that that one i might go with and uh, then you're still putting in two or three thousand bucks either way you're Getting giving up anywhere from two to seven thousand dollars worth of your money he's got to get out of that after yeah. you get married but only after you're married do not do this until the ring is on the finger and they need to sit down and have a conversation about how they're going to manage their money going forward Yep. because yep. it sounds like he's still stepping in and trying to you know, save it and, you know, mold it together, but they really need to have a conversation. So they're both uh, taking charge here. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you guys are on the same page. Hey, we'll help you with that. We'll put you into every dollar and uh, the every dollar premium and Financial Peace University will give you a little wedding gift. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that'll give you guys some uh, places to have the conversation. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's French. Yeah. That's French. Because <laughs> now, now you're going to be we, not, not, yeah. <laughs> But you were trying to, he was trying to be we before he was there. Yeah, so he was. He's well, you're married before you're we. <laughs> Don't be paying off other people's debts that you're not married yeah, to. Yeah, that's called no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Here comes the, we're going we're gonna to play this bad French accent to the max. Take it all the way to the top of the hour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm committed, Dave. <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, it is very smart to work together after you're married, but not before you're married. Uh, don't be paying each other's debts prior to an actual marriage license having been made official. Mm-hmm. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.